The Audio Vault on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star is brought to you by AA Best Bail Bonds, 225-2121 or online at mybestbailbonds.com. It is the Blitz here on 94.1 San Antonio Sports Star. He's Joe Reinagel. I'm Jason Menix on Twitter at Joe Reinagel 210. Tweet at me at Jason Menix. If you did any grilling over the last couple of days, make sure you upload those great meat photos from your grill to sasportstar.com, the Grilling with the Blitz page, because every Thursday, Ryan Eagle's favorite day of the week. We're going to judge your meat. Well, my second favorite day of the week. So judging meat has moved down the ladder? It really has. The camel has taken over. All right. (laughs) But I still enjoy judging meat, so... There's that. Well, there is that. And every Thursday, Joe judges meat, and we give away a $50 gift card to, to Tri-County Meat Market, the Hebner Road location. So get those pictures up at sasportstar.com. Last week, Bob Ballou from KI Television said that the Texas Longhorns would dominate, dominate Kansas State, and then that they would win but I, I do think Texas finds a way. I think it'll be close late because it's always close against Kansas State. Um, and, and we'll go, um, let's see, what, what, what number in the 30s is Texas going to score? That's the first question. <laughs> so we'll, go, uh, we'll go 33-30. Wow. A dominating 33-30 win. Bob Ballou, the wizard. And he is joining us now on the Buyer's Barricades guest line to not so humbly brag that he pegged the score. And the game, for that matter. How do you dominate and win 33-30? Well, I'll never understand it. But they did it. <laughs> well, they dominated at times, and then they blow leads. I mean, yeah, that's what happens do- with Texas. They, do- they dominated except for five plays in a row. <laughs> 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 oh, man, that was uh, I was I was laughing pretty hard as it went down. I didn't think about it until late in the fourth quarter, and all of a sudden, I was like, "Wait, Texas dominated this game." And I was like, "What did I predict? I predicted thirty-three, thirty, and then they kicked the field goal to go up thirty twenty-seven, and then." K-State misses, and I'm like, ah, okay, we're good. I'll at least still be able to go on and say Texas won by three. It was close to the score I predicted, even though Minix never gives me credit for that. And then, uh, sure enough, K-State hits the field goal. To, as time expires, Texas kicks the field goal in overtime. And then I'm thinking there's no way, you know, they get that the ball down to the six, and they have first and goal to six. I'm like, well, 33-30, at least I'll be able to say I was pretty close. And then um, they got the, the four stops right there on the on the doorstep, and – here we are today. You're welcome. Well, uh, I know you, I, put a lot of, you put a lot of money on K-State plus three and a half or four and a half. So uh, if you buy me a drink the next time, we'll say, you can say thank you. We'll do it that way. Well, you know. Absolutely. And I'm, you know, I'm going to ask you again this week. And, and, and I figure you can be my, uh, my source, Bob, and we'll split, we'll split the money. Well, you know, the crazy yes. thing is I was at the sports book at Bellagio watching that all go down, and the uh, betters in there were going nuts. And then Kansas State goes for it on fourth down as opposed to trying to extend the game. Why? Why did they do that, Bob? What do you think? All right, so so here's what I think. I think the way overtime is structured now, that is your only opportunity to know for sure that you're going to get a chance to win the game. Because if you go to the second overtime, your offense is on the field first. And then the third overtime, we start this stupid two-point conversion thing we're doing. So 
I I think they said this is a we got four yards to win the game. Let's go win the game. And I don't understand it. I don't think it was the right decision. Kleiman said he'd do it again in a heartbeat. I didn't think it was the right decision for a couple of reasons. Number one, you had first and goal at the six, and in three plays you went two yards. Yep. And I think that tells you all you need to know about where we're headed right here. And then, you know, the second reason, the Texas offense hadn't done anything in three hours. So, like, you've got an offense on the ropes. They look terrible on the first possession in overtime. Just kick the field goal, go score a touchdown in your next possession, and then let's see what the Texas offense can do. Yeah. So I was I was surprised by all of it, but again, hey, great for Texas. It works out. Uh, Will Howard thinks they're in man. Texas disguises a man coverage. Ryan Watts sits down on the the route that they wanted. They're going to run to their fullback. Just absolute textbook defense they played on that fourth down. Byron Murphy throws the guard five yards. Howard, he tries to spin out Baron Sorrell's right there. They had no chance. And that's what that defensive line can do. That's what's so special about that defensive line. So, um, but Ryan Watts sitting down on that route was amazing. Like just the communication, he nodded at Jaron Thompson right before the play. He disguised it to look like man coverage. They went into zone as soon as it snapped, and Kansas State had no chance. It was terrific. And it's what you expect a really good team to do in a big moment. And Texas did it on Saturday. Bob Ballou from KI Television in Austin joining us here on the Blitz. Um, Malik seems fine until he's not. And once he seems to make a mistake, uh, he has a hard time forgetting about the mistake. And one mistake turns into two, turns into three, turns into four. Uh, I, I like what I've seen from him, but I can't wait to see Quinn Ewers again. Will we see Quinn Ewers this week against TCU? It was interesting because the first mistake he made was the first pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, he started 11 of 15 for 175 yards and a touchdown. From that point on until the final drive, he was 3 of 12 for 11 yards and two picks. I mean, it was bad, bad. But then the final drive, they trust him, and he goes 5 of 8 for 62 yards. So, like, what I, the way I look at this is, number one, let's take, a, let's take a breather on Malik. He's a redshirt freshman making his second start. Like, guys are going to make mistakes. They're, that's, that's what a redshirt freshman does. Um, he looks great at times. He looks bad at times. Kind of what Quinn did at times last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as for your question, when a coach goes from saying he's week to week to he's day to day and he's throwing, we have made significant progress in the uh, in in moving toward what's next. Now the question, obviously, is is he going to play? I, I still, I they may not know now. Um, this may be something that comes down to t- tomorrow. Um, it may be something that comes down to uh, game time. I don't know. I know they want him to play. I, I think, you know, with their with everything on the line that they have on the line, they want him to play. I just – you can't – if he's not uh, – Let's. I don't even want to put a percentage on it because I hate percentages, but let's just say he's not – he can't be 70% in play. He's got to be able to take a hit and know that he's going to be okay coming out of that hit. Um, and I think if he plays, it's not not really going to be a contest. Um, it's just whether or not he can play. And I I don't have the answer to that. And to be honest, I don't know if Texas has a definitive answer on that. Yet. Shouldn't really but be at least there's at least there's a chance. Yeah, it shouldn't really be a question anyway, right? I mean, Texas ought to be able to handle TCU. I would think they're not the same TCU club they were last. Uh, last year, so I'm I'm thinking whoever plays quarterback there, Texas 
most likely is going to win that game. My question is, Bob, was there ever consideration? And if if not, will there be no. a consideration no. to no. play Arch Manning? Is no. there is he Stop not asking. going to play? Is he just not no, going to play at all? <laughs> I'll try. I was trying to let you not ask the question. I have uh, to. You know, I have to. No, no, and stop asking. Um, look, <laughs> did Sark think, say that? <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I just think um, for Arch to play, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna have to be. Uh, I don't know what the answer is to this because I don't know what they're. What, I don't know if they've made just a, a flat-out decision on this. If it's if Malik gets hurt, obviously Arch would go in. If Malik – I actually said to someone, I was like, I didn't think he was going to play at all. And then I thought on the Jonathan Brooks fumble, which, by the way, his first fumble at Texas, uh, most reliable – got one of the most reliable players on the team fumbles in that moment. That's how things snowball. That's the way it goes sometimes. Um, I thought on that possession, if Malik had thrown a pick, they might go, okay, we got to put Arch in. But – the only problem with that is that you're asking a true freshman to walk into a game that is a tie game in the fourth quarter. That's a lot to put on someone that you feel like is your future. And you don't want to, you don't want to start messing with his head. And I'm not saying he would. I'm, I'm, again, he's grown up in that family. It's a, it's a different deal. I get it. But if we were talking about Malik Murphy, or if we're talking about Quinn Ewers as a true freshman when he was at Ohio State, in your mind, you're kind of like, that's a lot to put on a kid. Um, I, I don't, you know, if they, if they, when they were up 27-7, if they had scored to go up 34-7 or 41-7, would we have seen him? Maybe. Maybe he takes a couple snaps. Um, I, I don't think they want him to play this year. I, I've said that since, you know, since his arrival on campus. I thought his first year he would be here and not play. Um, it's not about his red shirt. His red shirt doesn't matter. Because even if he decides in two years he's going to come back, he still has another year. So it's not, it's not about his red shirt. Um, I think in the end, all of this leads to they wanted him to develop this year as the third guy. They knew if Quinn got hurt, Malik was going to be the backup. If Malik was a total and utter failure, maybe they, they prepare Arch to be that guy. But that, that didn't really happen. I mean, I know he, he had that bad stretch, but we, we saw the good in him too. So, no, I don't think he'll play unless Malik gets hurt and Quinn's out or unless it's a blowout. Um, now, if Malik throws four picks... So, so what, so what you're will, saying is there's, there's a chance that we'll see Yarch. <laughs> I think it's it's very, very minimal. But you're saying there's a chance. There is a chance. You're saying, saying there's, there's a chance. chance. In Dumb and Dumber, I'm <laughs> saying there's a chance. <laughs> this is all anybody wants, which is hilarious because who's everyone's favorite player at Texas? The backup quarterback. Of course, that's any so, team, right? <laughs> it's always the way it is. Always it, it, the way it, it is. Really, well, but he's also the future, and I honestly, I know, I know. I, I just want to see him at that level. Okay, but look, before the SEC this. begins. Did you watch the spring game? I did, yes. and I thought Malik was the most impressive quarterback in that spring game. Exactly, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and not to say that Arch hasn't improved since then, and he hasn't. You know, he has a little bit more of the ability to run the ball and do some of the things. But, like, he didn't look ready in the spring game, well, and Malik did. All right, but, but Bob, let me, let, let me, let me ask you this. You, you, you've, you've driven a lot of new cars, and I see these things, and I don't understand it. 
you know, where it looks like you can get a car out of a vending machine. I want to go drive the car. I want to test drive it before I buy it, right? I don't want, I would never buy a car that I haven't driven. Uh, I want to see Arch Manning before he is leading the Longhorns into the SEC. You want to see him before his second game is at Michigan, is what you're saying. <laughs> yes. It's exactly uh, what I'm saying, because I don't know what signs will. they're going to steal. But you will. You'll see him in game one against, you know, Southwest Missouri State. Exactly. That's, um, that, that's, that's, that's the car on the showroom. I need to see him. <laughs> I, I need to see how it accelerates getting on the I-10. Yeah, I, I don't. Listen, I, I think there were times this year where Sark wanted to play him. But it, they haven't really blown anyone out. They, I mean, Wyoming, it took until the fourth quarter for them to come back mm-hmm. and win that one. Kansas, when they did blow him out, they put Malik in. Um, he just hasn't had an opportunity to play him. And I just don't think he wanted to throw him in in the middle of the 27-27 game in the fourth quarter and say, because, number one, you can't give up on Malik that soon. I mean, you can. I guess technically you can. Um but you, you're trying to instill confidence in your backup quarterback, knowing that Quinn Ewers is probably a week away, maybe two weeks away. If they play Arch last week, if he comes in in the fourth quarter, Arch is your guy this week. And now you've lost Malik. I mean, it's just there's just a lot of head games that go along with this stuff. And so I get everybody wanting to see Arch. Believe me. I mean, he's he was the number one quarterback. He's the, you know, Peyton and Eli's nephew and all that stuff. Or whatever it is, is that right? That's, yeah, yeah, something like um, that. Yeah. Archie's grandkid. Yeah, yeah. But like, you also want to make sure your program's in good good health when it comes to next year too. Hey, I got a, I got an idea, Bob. I got an idea. How yeah. about Texas quit blowing these leads, and then maybe Arch could get some playing time? How about that? How about just How about just go up fifty five nothing on TCU and let him play? The that, exactly. I is that Is that a prediction? You're good at these. Yeah, I think is, that's a genius idea. Is that a prediction? No. Um, <laughs> part, well, part of the part of the problem with that is if Quinn plays, now you're probably definitely not going to see Arch because Malik's the backup. Um, but if they are up that big, I guess eventually we would. Um, are you asking for prediction? Are we there? Yeah, yeah. we're there. We're it's time. Uh, so I, I actually just made this prediction. We're just going to stick with it. I had to find a number in the 30s that Texas had not scored yet this year because that's all they do is score in the 30s. Uh, they have scored no less than 30, no more than 40 this year. We're going to go at 36 this week. Whoa! Um, and they're going to beat TCU 36-23. And I think TCU scores a late touchdown to get there. I don't think this will be. I think Texas will um, will put this away, put this away as Texas would, not in 55 nothing sense. Nice. Um, but I think I, I think they'll be. This will be a comfortable win for Texas on Saturday. I think so too. All right, I agree. And, and they're favored by ten, so thirty-six That's twenty-three. All? Only ten. Ten? Yeah. Only ten. ten. Yeah. Only ten. Wow. And according to Bob Blue, if I lay the points, I'm going to win. So there you go, Bob. You, Thank you. You Texas minus ten and a half, Joe. Uh, you'll be able to buy that new new car you wanted so desperately. Yeah. Well, so what is Arch Manning? Is he an Audi? Is he a Mercedes? Is he a <laughs> Cadillac? What What is he that Minix wants he's to test 20- drive here? Isn't he the 2024 McLaren? Yeah, well, he, I, I mean, yeah, I mean, so far, I mean, he's that kind of car that you just leave in the garage and you don't drive it. I mean, it's not a sunny enough day yet. It's tw- he's the 2024 version. There you go. You don't get to see it till next year. That's just the way it is. Yeah, but you know, you know, the, the great thing is those 2024 models they come out in November, December. Yeah, <laughs> that's a fair point.
that's a very fair point. I didn't think about that one. Uh, that's cool. uh, the great Bob Ballou from KI Television. Uh, that was pretty good humble brag. I, I appreciate bad, it. Yeah. I, I, I expect, Bob's a humble guy. I expected a lot more based on the text messages I was getting on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... Uh, you got to stay humble because then if I get it wrong this week, I'm going to hear about it next week. So I got to stay humble. Yeah, but then, and then you just pulled the, I'm like the weatherman guy. That's I didn't right. know it was going to rain. <laughs> hey, Bill Taylor's right 50% of the time. He keeps his job. 50%? Right. What are you, who are you watching? <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. You know, from about April to October, it's going to be sunny and hot. It's hard to get that one wrong. <laughs> That's a good point. You got fifty percent of the year in check, and then you just got to get like a rainstorm in April and maybe like a little snow in December for half a day. There you go. Yeah. And, and February February is a a crapshoot. So who knows? <laughs> you never know. You exactly. Never know. Good stuff, Bob. Always appreciate it, man. See you, Bob. All right, guys. Talk to you next week, Bob Balu. From KI Television on the Buyers Barricades guest line, where they provide traffic control rental and sales for San Antonio and beyond.